Welcome to the Yoga Pants Podcast. I'm Sarah Ratliff. And I'm Nicole DeBoom. We're two successful female entrepreneurs who are running multiple businesses. We came together when I wanted to sell my business, Skirt Sports, and Sarah was ready to expand her Be Inspired Brands empire. That's right. I decided to combine the best women's fitness apparel in the world with my Zuma Women's Running Series. Today, I run multiple businesses, all geared toward inspiring and motivating active women to live their best lives. We come together weekly-ish to connect, share, and have candid conversations about what really matters to active women at all ages and stages. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Yoga Pants Podcast with Sarah and Nicole. Hello, friend. And friends. Hi. (laughs) Hi. We're so, I'm excited to be here again today. Um, We have some, I've got like a lot of questions for you, Nicole. I want to, I think we're going to talk about Nicole's workout hacks because you are a workout fiend. And always have been. So it's like supernatural to you. And I am not. So I'm like, I'm very curious about what you do. So, but before we jump into that, I just wanted to, to mention um, that our listener, as a listener in our podcast, you get a special discount at Skirt Sports and at Momentum Jewelry, uh, 20% off of the code POD20, P-O-D-20, shop away and save. Use it. Lots of cute stuff. Do it. That's a cute stuff. You're gonna need a lot of outfits for all these workout hacks. Uh, exactly. <laughs> we'll need some of the best leggings in the world. Let me ask you a question. I've got to yeah. ask you a question. So, is this coming because I sent you a video for when I was I had gotten a little bit of um, early teaser product like samples um, in the beautiful. I cannot believe I'm not going to be able to know the, the name. beautiful, the periwinkle. I don't know. It was, it was a, oh, I know, the denim. Yeah. The denim. Yes. And I was doing like some little, I put together a reel, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes me laugh. Cause like, I'm, you know, like a year ago, I didn't even know what a reel was. None of us did. And then you were like, Whoa, you look amazing. And I was like, I don't always feel amazing, but I'm working out in this stuff as best I can right now at this point in my life, which looks very different than it did two or three years ago. So I'm wondering if that little video I sent you triggered this like, huh, I wonder what she's doing and how she's doing it kind of. Yes, that was part of, well, so, you know, my, I have been an athlete um, in that I always played team sports, right? So I had coaches and I just went to practice and I showed up and I ran and I did push-ups and I did whatever they told me to do, right? But I was a never a per and I I worked out for like two hours a day, you know. And still, if I go somewhere, I'm typically doing a class or something like that because I never really know what to do. And so I saw you doing that video. You had some like circle things, you were moving around, and Coach Marsha has used those before too. And I was like, how does she know what to do? Like, how do you make up your workouts every day? You know, what's your workout plan? Like, 
even when I was running half marathons regularly, I didn't cross train, which is why I can't run them now because I injured the crap out of myself. But, um, how, you know, strength training wise, like, how do you know? What do you, what kind of time do you put aside? Like, what are your hacks for how you approach a workout? Because if I'm interested, I have a feeling other, well, I mean, and also let's just say that you are a, um, a champion, um, iron, iron woman athlete. Um, so it would be fascinating just to even get insight into your brain and what you do and, and all that. So, you know, it's so interesting because it, I don't feel very different than most people. And a lot of this feels very second nature to me. So I know those two um, statements don't necessarily sync together because a lot of, if I don't feel very different than most people and most people are like, this is not second nature to me, but um, it just feels kind of natural based on what I've done my entire life. Right. And each stage of life is so different. And it's funny because when I was learning like finances for the business, I learned that with a balance sheet, it's a snapshot of a moment in time, you know, a day. And this is what your business looks like that day. And I feel kind of like that with our bodies and our workouts. Like this is my snapshot for nine months post-op spinal fusion of my lumbar lumbar four and five vertebrae. And I'm still coming back from that. So that's going to look very different than my strength workouts five years ago when I was four years and feeling more fluid with what I could do. Right. So you're probably still kicking everyone's ass um, with your like nine months post-lumbar. Whatever it is. I will tell you that having surgery at 50 or just before 50 years old, most of the advice I got was very similar to having a baby. People were like, get in the best shape you can before surgery, before you give birth, you know, whatever. Because coming out the other side, it's going to help you to be as strong as you can. But the problem is... Nobody told me to get in shape. Hold on. (laughs) Nobody told me to get in the best shape of my life before I had a kid. Was that, did somebody give you that advice? Oh, yeah. Was that, I got, I got that advice a lot. Sarah, who, you had a baby who are you hanging out with? What? Well, not the right people. <laughs> nobody told me to get in shape. My friends were like, you're working out where? What are you doing? <laughs> no. Well, and so, no. you know, for me, it was like the hard thing is that in both cases, whether you're pregnant or you're, you have a injury or a condition that's deteriorating, you can't do as much. And so there's this fine line of like, I'm really getting out of shape knowing that I'm going to go into a major surgery. That's going to be hard enough coming out the other side. So it actually, I think can help you make your decision to have surgery sooner than later in that case, Mm because you don't want to get to the point where you can't do anything. Um, Right. So I went into my surgery with like a hundred pushups a day and like tons of planks. And I was doing everything I could to keep my core really strong. (laughs) I have to wonder if anyone else on here is doing this workout as well. We're we're going to have to be like, it's going to be like Cole's workout hacks. um, Do at your own risk. (laughs) Or (laughs) disclaimer. 
I have to tell you though, because you you said that's like sick, second nature, right? So recently um, I've been going through, so like, I don't know, four years ago when my mom moved from Kansas to to Florida, she had packed up all my stuff from when I was like in high school and all these things, right? And I'm just now getting, I've had a couple of moves, all these things. So I'm just now getting to it and like going through it, right? So I'm not, I mean, I've been an athlete my whole life, but like I said, I just show up and do whatever people tell me to do. I don't, I've not really done like a bunch of push-ups at home or playing, so that kind of thing. Um, but what I have done apparently has been incredibly organized my whole life. So I was finding my, <laughs> I had student planners, even when I was, I must've been like eighth grade, you know, freshman. I mean, these things are detailed and I saved them because they were works of art. Like, so for me, like second, that's the kind of second nature thing. So other people would probably be like, you're effing crazy. Like, why would you organize your life like that? But that's like what I'm good at is that side, the business side, the whatever. So it's very second nature. So I'd be like, you don't have 63 lists to support, you know, your, your daily to do's. Um, so I just thought it was very funny because I was like, I can't believe that I, like, this is me. I just thought I had developed into that. And I was like, oh, actually I've been the same person my whole life. And that's how you've been. Like you're, you are, you've always done this. This is you. And so that's why I want to know, I want to like crack open your brain and be like, what is it? What do you recommend to the average woman? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what do you do? What, like, how often do you work out? Are you working out every day? How long do you work out? What do you do when you work out? Okay. Like, what spill the details. Which question do you want to go with first here? Come on, Sarah. Well, how long? Okay. Five <laughs> questions for Nicole DeBoom. <laughs> Number one, how long do you work out on a daily basis? Or do you work out daily? Okay. So I work out six to seven days a week. But they are not all at the same level. And some of them may be a long, slow hike. Or I was going to ask, does like a hike count as a yes. workout? Yes, it does okay. at this stage and age. But when I was 30 and being a pro triathlete, an hour and a half hard hike didn't count. Isn't that funny? And right. I, I could do that, that was just for fun. Yeah, you're that like, that didn't count because that wasn't like right. on my training plan. Um, it, or it could be even 20 to 30 minutes of at-home core work, which is what I focus yeah. on for my back injury or, you know, rehab now. Yeah. Um, or it could be all the way up to three hours, um, like a couple hour bike ride and an hour of tubing on the river. Like I take mm -hmm. every activity I do and I call it a workout now, which is really yeah. cool and really liberating. Because I think we like to yeah. stick ourselves in a hole, stare at the numbers on a, a Stairmaster or something, right. and only call it a day when they hit a certain point. But if you can open your mind to the fact that there's all kinds of things that can benefit your body in motion, then that changes. Mm -hmm. So six to seven days a week, but not all. I nope. move every day. Which is fantastic. And I'm not surprised by that at all. So I wanted to say, I wanted to ask like, hey, how do you fit that in? But I know you are semi-retired at the moment. 
So it's an unfair so, question for everybody else. So, but let me ask you this question. Here's a better question because okay. you got in the same number of workouts when you were still working sports full time, right? So yeah. you would work out six to seven days a week, right? Mm-hmm. How, so if you can think back to then, how would you, how did you fit that in? How did you make sure you got in a workout? How did like, how did you prioritize your day to ensure you could move? Great question. And I think it was all time management. I put my workouts on my calendar. When my calendar was super full, it was even more important to put the workouts on the calendar. And uh, these days, I just have a little more flexibility. And I, I allow my work to supplement my lifestyle. But before my work was the foundation and the lifestyle stuff had to fit in around it. I remember working 12-hour days at a trade show and coming back to the condo or house we'd rent with like eight people from Skirt Sports and having everyone hit the ground and do this 20-minute fit deck workout, which was like this core work. And it would be like 10 or 10.30 at night. And I and it, it was insane. But it was I would wake up at 5.30 or 6 and go for a 30-minute run before I started the trade show day. Like I had to do it for my mental well-being. Makes sense. I mean, so it's it crazy. Sort of, I don't know. You don't think it's crazy. I think it's, I think it's, um, well, and I, you know, I'm at a point where I'm trying to fit back. I've had a very hectic, like I want to say three to five years, right? And so part of the reason I'm interested too is, is how do I, because that's not, I mean, I'm not going to, put the 20 minutes in at the end of the day would make everybody hit the deck with me. Like, but I want to, you know, kind of a thing. And I know there's a lot of women listening that do prioritize their workout. So I am on the low end of the scale. Um, but I think you're, this is helpful. So what I heard you say is you're finding time and it doesn't have to be an hour of time. You got up in the morning and you ran for 30 minutes or you did a 20 minute workout even at the end of the day. So little snippets of time. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half to two hours workout. It's just short periods of time. Right. But when you can schedule in those longer ones, because they really feed your soul. The shorter ones maintain your body. But the longer stuff, when you're out in nature and enjoying the world around you, that feeds your soul. But I want to say- because I think this is part of it and maybe a question you have. I think you have to really get in tune with how you're motivated. And Mm -hmm. I will be honest, I will do some workouts, home workouts. So if we want to focus on like the strength training, core training type stuff, I will do some of that on my own. And I had to do it daily post-surgery, but it's not Mm -hmm. sustainable for me. I don't like really? it. I'm not motivated alone at home with a TV show on. That I'm, makes me feel like a lot better. Thank I you for telling me I have to go to that. a class. I have to. It's just I'm who I am. am. It drives my husband crazy because he's like, why are you paying for that? You're basically a T instructor. Like I could mm-hmm. help you, but I can't A, be trained by him. And right. just being at home just doesn't doesn't do it. I like getting out and getting in a class and being told what to do and not letting my brain wander to my phone that's sitting on the floor next to me. So, you know, how you are motivated 
it's okay to realize that you need to do that. You just have to figure out, can you budget for that? Yeah. And is yeah. an online fitness class going to motivate you enough? Or do you actually have to change your surroundings or meet a friend yeah. or, you know, do something to keep you more accountable? And that is truly who I am. I've found that my core has started to hurt the last couple of weeks because I haven't been doing my at-home workouts and I've only been going uh, to the gym two or three days a week for classes. So it's a bit of a gut check, if you will. So your core is hurting when you don't work out? Yeah, my back. You know, my Oh, back. your back. I've okay. got to keep my back strong. Oh, and fascinating. Core yeah, core is not just like the six pack. Core is no. Yeah, we know that. Right. So I see, I understand what you're saying though. I was like, do your abs actually, like mine hurt when I work them out more. They don't hurt when they do. It's like, is this something that happened? Like, should I be aware? No, it's more like it's achy. It's, it, it feels achy and it's scary. Well, girl, yeah, you had back surgery. I think a lot of us saw that protrusion. That was some serious shit. It was was. like, I was like straight out of alien. That was fixed. Like literally yeah, I went, yeah, I went to a pool and I was like, what do you think about yeah. this? And my, this woman I kind of knew was there and she was like, oh, wow, that's like some alien shit. <laughs> it is. I was like, oh my God. And you shared the journey with all of us online, which was amazing. I, I just love how you it are very so open with it all of that. It felt good to do that. Yeah. It really did. Okay. So that was, you know, how I'm motivated. Yes. I prefer classes, but I will do some stuff at home. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because I had like I've come to realize I got like a Peloton and I had a like uh, um a what's the what's the thing you walk on a treadmill <laughs> menopause and it's so ring. funny because Hello. I'm like um I will go out for a walk like going for a walk is not ever a chore for me like I would do that for an hour and I just I adore it um but trying to be inside and it just doesn't feel good unless there's other people around so um I think that's a really good thing for you to point out um okay so let's say though my next question um is when you do your out-home workouts, how do you know what, like, how do you know what exercises to do? Or how do you, um, how do you put together? So you have 20 minutes at home, you need to do some strength training. What are you, what are you doing? What exercises are you doing to work you out? And this, this may be relevant to everyone, but this is how my journey has gone the last nine months. What I have done is first, engaged with a PT to give me the right exercises to be doing at each stage. And so what happens is, so let's just, I'll name a few. So each month or so you'd progress and add on the next level of exercise to challenge yourself. And what I like to call it is turning on muscles that are turned off. And it might not just be muscles, other parts of your body were pretty complex. And it always would feel yeah. like, oh, my back hurts. I'm kind of scared. And then I can't possibly do a plank or a crunch because it would hurt it. But what it needs is a plank or a crunch because it's uh, been turned off. And right. so those muscles need to be reactivated. So sometimes we're afraid to move them. But once we actually do, because yeah. we're afraid of pain, 
and that the pain can be a bad sign. So like, you know, you need to Can I tell you a funny story? I have to tell you a funny story about that really quick. So my mom was like, when my mom's a very active woman, like she's 70 and she's doing like kettlebells with her ladies. She's swinging like 50 pound kettlebells every other day. It's amazing. But as active as she is now, there was a time when her, she was having what she thought was like major sciatica pain. And so she like couldn't even walk. She would have, we'd go somewhere and she'd like sit down and, um, uh, you know, after like a minute, she was in massive pain and she was working with a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and all that. So they did all this stuff, even like this cryo, you know, when you go and it's like super cold and all that stuff. I mean, she was giving it a go. Turns out it was just that one of her butt cheeks was not activated. She's going to die if she listens to this because she does listen to the podcast. Sorry, mom, but I thought it was relevant for the audience. Like it was just that one of her, what it's your glutes, right? Is that what mm-hmm. you call your butt? Yeah, whichever. Yeah. One of her glutes was deactivated and was causing massive amounts of pain. So that's what they had her focus on was reactivating that. So you have a very solid point of reactivating and, yeah. and making, turning on the body parts that maybe aren't working. So let me ask you this question. I didn't mean to digress, but I got really excited to share that stuff. I love it. It kind of reminds me of pelvic floor therapy. You're like peeing your pants and dripping and someone's like pelvic, you know, floor therapist goes, oh, you just have a weak muscle. I'm like, I didn't even think about the muscles in my vagina as being muscles. Like, how do you know know it's weak? So yeah. I know. And then they reactivate it and you're like, fine. They Which, do. That's what I've heard. We still I, we I still have to, to do an episode on that. I need to go. Um, okay. <laughs> let's move on. Okay. But okay. So let's say that a lot of the women listening have, they're not coming out of back surgery, but um, similar kind of thing. What you're talking about is progressing. So if, it, and you have orders then from a PT and that's kind of what you were doing, how would someone go about building out a course of action? Like, like to, to, build out their strength and those kinds of things um, if it were not PT prescribed? How would you find that out? You know, I would say you could, you, the number one thing is don't be afraid to play and try new things. So I would say let's group it into maybe eight different exercises. And then there's variations that are endless with all of those different exercises. Okay. And they're going to hit different parts of your body, right? So this is what you really wanted 20 minutes ago, and now we're getting here. Okay. I love it. So let's do our first exercise being bridges. So bridges, you know, you lay on your back and you squeeze your butt cheeks up in the air and you can do it with a ball in between your knees. Okay. That's for round two. You can put a a band between your knees, have them out in a butterfly and squeeze. You can do one leg. You can put both feet up on stairs. You could go pretty high. You can do. I feel like that's one of the progressive uh exercises. Totally. Yeah, I'm progressing. So you could start with like a basic bridge, but yeah. Okay. Okay. And, And what you do is you can, you can just have a day where you're just playing with these and you're going slow and hold it up there and squeeze your whole pelvic floor and you can do some pulses of the you know, the bridge and then slowly come down. So that's one exercise. And what that does, it's kind of like a nice warm up, in my opinion. I always start yeah. with those right now. And um, okay. I don't articulate my back too much yet. That means like 
when you're going up and coming down one vertebrae at a time, I still kind of keep mine yeah. a little bit straighter because of my surgery, but it's a great okay. way to warm up your spine and then you engage your glutes. And then if you pull your yeah. pelvic floor in, you're also pulling in your transverse abdominis, which is this magic lower ab kind of muscle too. So lots of fun. And then, like I said, you can yeah. play. So you can go to one leg. You can you can pulse it out for hours. You can raise your legs higher, like lots of different ways to do bridges. And how many, you know, how many reps of something like this are you doing? So you've got bridges. Are you doing like three sets of eight, three sets of 10, one set of 10? Like, what does that look like for you? I kind of build them. I might do sets of 15 to 20 because they're not like hard for me the way I'm doing them. They're more of a warm up. But should you start at eight to 10? Is If you would like if. to start at eight to 10, you should. Actually, you should probably start almost everything at like eight to 10. Right. With no weights and no toys. Toys are super. And fun. feel your body out, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a different episode. <laughs> like what, what, what toys are we discussing? We are definitely going to talk so, about some toys today, but not the toys you're talking about at this moment. Um, but yeah, bridges are a great way to warm up. And then I would say one of my favorite next um, next exercises would be the dead bug. Have you ever done dead bugs? I have not. Oh, and I cannot so wait good. to hear about the dead bug. So, so good. So I like to do them with like a big Swiss ball, but you could also use a little ball or a yoga block or even nothing. And what you do okay. is you lay on your back, you put your knees up to tabletop at like 90 degree. Okay. So you're laying down, knees are up yeah. in the air. I see where this is going. And then the you dead bug. Yeah. You put your hands, if you have no toys, you just put your hands on your thighs and you press it. I'm doing it right now. You press as hard as you can. And it activates all these really deep um, core muscles down below. And then you can Okay, relax. so hold on. You lay on your back uh -huh. and you put your legs to tabletop and then you push your legs as hard as you can. With your hands without moving your, your legs. So it's like isometric. So your legs and hands are pushing against each other. Don't move your okay. legs. Keep them in tabletop okay. and press. So if you have a oh. yoga block, stick it in between your hands and your legs. If you have a Swiss uh, ball, this is where you can have some fun, like a smaller Swiss ball. Put it in between. I always kind of like use my forearms on it. I'm kind of trying to demonstrate yeah. it's not helping. I think I did this in Pilates. You probably yeah. did. A lot of these are yeah. Pilates based. And um, you can push on it and then take one arm and one leg straightened, come back. Yeah. Other arm, other leg. And it really, oh. like, it's super engaging. It's really hard. I can only do like five. And then okay. hold it there for a second. So this is not 15 to 20. No. Yeah, this is just, okay. And then you break five more. Yeah. So dead bugs. And I love can, that it's called the dead bug. I know. Yeah. And what I love again is there's just limitless variations. You know? Yeah. You can just play That's around. That's awesome. Um, I actually do a Pilates kind of like a V up. I love these as uh -huh. a third exercise for kind of, a front ab and, and core. And what you have to really think about is when you're doing this one, you're laying on the ground with your head down, your arms straight up to the ceiling and your legs are at um, tabletop again. 
Okay. And then you roll your head and arms up and extend your legs, not down to the ground, but kind of in that V shape. Yeah. And then come back. And it's, it's very controlled. Yeah. And what you can do, here's the next level that I love. It's hard. It's the butterfly. So your arms are at like a Y. Oh, yeah. When you come up, you can stick a band around your ankles to make it even harder. You go out and in with your arms and legs. Like oh my five gosh. Times. And you're holding your core and you're trying to breathe. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing it right now. And then you come back up. I do maybe a bunch of reps of those, but you'd maybe do five wingspan, you know. Yeah. That's it sounds cool. also a little like medieval torture. Like, oh, yeah, a little bit. What I'm envisioning in my brain, I'm like, I don't think people always did this kind of stuff for fun. Well, but uh, but I'm I and I my abs were like actually shaking as I was envisioning oh what that would feel like. Oh, my gosh. Well, OK, then- so I've got bridges, dead bug, V up. What yeah. else? Let's do some back extension. So. This, I play with all kinds of different back extensions, but I have to be a little careful. I do very small range of movement, whatever you're comfortable with. It's a almost a recovery workout, my opinion. Press your pelvis into the ground. Pelvis okay. discussion. And so when you're pressing that in, you can do supermans. So arms and legs come up together. Yes. You can do one arm opposite leg. And try not to move the other side of your body. So you're really controlled. Um, You can do swimmers. And I like those. I like to take my arms all the way down, squeeze my shoulder blades together. I'm on my stomach laying on the ground. And you're kicking your legs like flutter kick. Freestyle. Oh. And then my favorite one is called um, uh, snow. uh, What do they call when you're making the snowman in the snow? Shit. What are they called? Uh, you know, when you oh, lay snow in- angel. Yes. Yeah, snow angel. Thank you. Men. Yeah, you're again. welcome. Um, so you lay on your stomach, arms up, take your arms down to your side and your legs come out a little bit and you're, they're off the ground. Oh, so okay. This, and this is why you're on your stomach. Uh-huh. Back up. Ten little bit. Yeah. Yep. If you could see us, we're actually yeah, waving we're- our arms on the podcast. <laughs> we're really I'm sorry that you cool. can't see us. And we're sitting in chairs, like we're not even doing it. Okay. So I was, And we are wearing yoga pants, right? I'm wearing yoga pants. Are you? Of course. Yes. And I came from Pilates today. Okay. So you I want some kind of back extension type exercise okay. to offset all of the front facing stuff we just did. Okay. Um, okay. Next. Now we go into our squat sequence. This is super fun. Oh. God, I just want to stand up and do it all for you. That stuff I love. Um, I like to put one of those bands around my ankles for these. Okay. So first you just do some squats. I mean, yeah, squats are squats. Just try to have good form where your knees are forward over your toes. They're not going in or out. Just straight. Yes. And yes. Um, do some squats. Then you can practice like squatting down. And one leg comes out and you squeeze your butt cheek. And, and now out to the front, out to the side. Kind of to the, I usually do a diagonal, not straight to the side, but kind of like, oh, okay. like you are skate skiing or ice skating. Uh, or roller like you're blading. pushing off. So kind of behind you. 
A little bit. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're getting your glute, like glute medius, I think. It's like that little glute muscle and right at the connection of your leg and your butt. And really squeeze your glute. And you could do a bunch of those with the bands on. Yeah. Those are fun. I love that. Um, Those bands are really magical. It's amazing how much resistance. I remember in my my knee recovery surgery, um, how how much that I used those. You can use them for so much. One of the other things I love, I call sumos. So you can put weights in your hand, five pound, eight pound, whatever you want to do. And you you come down in a sumo squat, so your legs are wide. And when you come up, your elbow and one leg hit each other. Not quite, like your elbow to knee. I'll show you, Sarah, so maybe you can talk while I'm doing it. But um, what it does is it gets your obliques. So I'm going to show you. Tell me oh, yes. Tell me what you're seeing. So down. Oh, yes, down. I see. So you come up, you kind of bring your knee and your elbow to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a sumo wrestler, Correct. not like you have sumo o- obliques, because I don't think they... <laughs> That's not the goal. Maybe it's wrong under there. Not the goal. <laughs> um, I okay, love it. I love it. So squats. You with, have a whole squat um, sequence. Yeah. Yeah. With the bands. You do, you kick it back. You you can do ones where you're on one leg and you're just lifting your other leg in the air and at a half squat yeah. on one leg. Like dig your heel in and just work it. It's like literally yeah. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next Love one? This. Okay. Yes. Now we're going to get to the circles. These are, um, let's do our lunge sequence. Oh, lunges now. Okay. So lunges. So backward lunges are preferred in general, I think. Forward lunges are fine, but they can be hard on people's knees. Backward lunges, uh-huh. a little easier. You can grab your light weights if you want for lunges. Um, you can just do backward lunges, right? So you go back, yeah. come back up, go back, come back up. You can do arm motions, yes. arm weight things while you're doing it, whatever. Um, what I love doing are, it's kind of a Pilates or bar method type, um, infusion. So this is where you take those circle discs that you saw me working out with yes. in the gym. I They're saw crazy. those. They're like purple and they slide around on slippery floors. They make me nervous. Like, can you just, can they just sort of slide out of there and then, no, they're, they're well, safe. Mostly. You have to have a little control. <laughs> That's the thing about them, you know? Okay. So if you're out of control, they might be, but they're not like usually, right. you know, like polished, slick. But at home, one of the hacks I found was to use a paper plate on carpet. Ooh. I oh, now see, it. that makes me feel safe. Well, I was using Paper library plate on carpet. books and then one of them got a little broken and I was like, bad idea. Don't use library books. Um, you Was it the library book with like the slit cover? Yes, totally. <laughs> and then in the gym, I couldn't find those discs, but they have those little towels that you use. Yes. To, so you could use one of those towels. Lots of different ways to get what you okay. want is something that moves along the floor that's not impeded that's going to act as a torture um, toy for you. Yeah. Now we're talking about torture. Yeah, that's torturing. 
So you can do any variety of these lunges that you like. But what I like to do is I'll say, I'll pick a leg. So say I keep my left leg on the ground. You're really pushing, anchoring from your heel. And it's going to be working your glute on the left side. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lunge down on your right. Stay in the lunge while you're low. And just bring your leg in like you're running back and forth. Yeah. And do a few of those. See if you can do 10. Oh, my God. And then by the last one, see if you can manage to lift up straight and bring slide your leg back across the floor into standing. I mean, it's like so epic. You will feel like you got the best workout in the world in four seconds. I mean, it's so hard. Wow. And then switch legs. And you can do them, too, where you're just doing lunges, sliding your legs. Your legs are kind of straight. You're just sliding up and down. Do you like all my movements in my chair? I do. I'm sad that our listeners can't see you doing them because it's very (laughs) enjoyable. Very enjoyable. You know, I think like that alone, six different families of exercises that you can play with from bridges to the dead bugs to the Pilates V-up kind of things to your back extensions, your squats, your lunges. That's a great way to start. I love this. I love it too. So I, I mean, I get it. I would probably still do this in a class, but I love this. I never really thought about it in a progression fashion and kind of how you're hitting all the different parts, you know, of your body. Um, okay. So one last question. Do you track your workouts in a journal? So I've heard some people do this, some people don't. Do you keep a journal, anything like that? No, not anymore. I used to keep training. Did you used to? When I was a pro and, you know, aiming for triathlon greatness. But I stopped because personally for me, there were other things in life like work that needed to be journaled and tracked. And then this became, I didn't want want it to feel like a job. And that's how I just look at it. Not everyone is motivated that way, but I do put my workouts on my calendar so that I will make sure I do them. I love that. I think that's important. You got to make time for yourself right? as well. Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you for sharing your workout hacks with us. I, for one, have learned a lot and I'm guessing our listeners have as well. So hopefully they will be inspired and Maybe one of these days you could hop in Women Who Move and you can show us one of your workouts. You do Facebook Live. So if you're not a part of our Women Who Move Facebook group, it is back up and running and you need to find us and join and be surrounded by, we are up to 4,000 women now who love moving their bodies, love supporting each other and love chatting about it. So jump in there. If I can talk Nicole into it, she's going to show us her workouts in there. Be awesome. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, and we just did, um, we did a stretch challenge in there. We have, I can tell you, we have a standing abs and arms challenge that's going to be in there as well. So we're doing like fun little, just, I don't know, keep people moving kind of thing. So it's a great group to join. So thank you for guys for watching. You're not watching us listening to (laughs) us. Nicole, thank you for sharing all of your tidbits of wisdom 
And we'll see you on the next episode of the Yoga Pants Podcast. That was fun. Thanks for letting me share. And I will definitely be on Facebook Live sometime on Women Who Move. We'll make it a date. I love it. Thanks for tuning in to the Yoga Pants Podcast. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please reach out with any comments, questions, and suggestions for future topic. Now grab those yoga pants, ladies. Get out there and get busy living your best life. See you next time.